What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Impact Michigan podcast presented by Intermittent. Intermittent is a grassroots volunteer-operated organization that was founded in 2016. Our mission is to unite the Midwest tech community, thoughtfully nurture its development, and highlight it as a hub of and destination for entrepreneurial talent and innovation. Today's episode features not one guest, but two. Leah James and Christopher Guest are the haves that make the whole of human inclusive, which is a podcast that curates stories of diverse communities, amplifying voices and experiences of marginalized communities. Join us as we chat about what they've learned, highlighting stories, and voices of the underheard. This episode is chock full of really good information and insights and learnings that I think all of us can take away and apply to our lives and professions. All right, without getting too much into it, let's get to the episode. Welcome Leah and Christopher. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So I always love to start every episode off just by allowing my guests to sort of dig into their own backgrounds um, and stories, um, where y'all come from. And since I have two guests this time, I guess um, either one of you can start. Um, maybe. Chris, you can start since you're on a completely t- different time zone. Um, so, yeah, what what is the story behind um, behind you two, Human Inclusive? And uh, Chris, you can you can start us off. Sure, I'm I, I like that selection process because I'm in a different time zone. <laughs> the time zone, great. Um, yeah, so I guess Leah and I met a a little bit ago now. I feel like, I mean, it's probably only been a little more than a couple of years, but it feels like a lot longer um, through kind of all of the endeavors we've been through over the last uh, few months. Um, But for as for my background, I am a DEI practitioner now. I work at Nordstrom. Prior to that, I was in the talent acquisition space uh, at Trunk Club and before that at a global software consulting organization. Uh, they were a very mission-driven organization, um, and I really got to be able to sink my teeth into what talent acquisition looks like for what what really inclusive talent acquisition looks like. Um, And prior to that, I was in uh, the retail space. So I was a retail manager um, at two very large uh, companies uh, for about 10 years total. And so I guess what what else do you want to know? So I, I, I you know Leah and I met when uh, we when I was at a, a company called uh, ThoughtWorks. But Leah, do you want to continue? Sure. Okay. I, have, I mean, I have so many questions about why you think it's been so long since you know me. Do I make it? Do I make it feel like it's longer <laughs> than it is? No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Totally it's kidding. probably a both and sort of <laughs> deal. <laughs> um. So uh, when Christopher worked at ThoughtWorks, I worked originally at Dev Bootcamp, but I think we really solidified our relationship when I moved on to Turing School. So I worked in 
the boot camp space, helping people from non-traditional technical backgrounds move into the tech industry. And um, I was focused on, on like the driver for me was helping people who were often like undervalued, overlooked um, as they were trying to grow their careers. And Christopher and I connected because he hired a lot from us. Um, and in talking to him about a lot of his focus and interests, um, I was running two different pa- panels about the real stories behind diversity and inclusion as opposed to just like the surface level. Uh, this is a problem in tech. We wanted to like really dig into it. And um, so Christopher came out to Denver and did a panel with a few other people. And um, from there, we just like stayed in touch. And then um, he approached me in January of 2018. Was that 2018, 2017? It's probably, I think it was 2018. Yeah. Okay. So 2018 and asked me if I wanted to do this podcast with him. And it went through a lot of different like research and development uh, layers. And we talked to a bunch of really incredible people. And the more we talked to people, the more we realized like this was just the route we needed to go. And what Christopher thought was going to be a hobby and side project, um, he did not understand when connecting with me that I'd be like, all right, let's go. Let's like do all full steam ahead. We're going to do everything right now, tomorrow. <laughs> so let's save the world and change it all. And Christopher's like, hold on. Yeah. Bring it back down to earth, Leah. Um, so yeah, so that's that's really like how we we came to be and human inclusive really evolved without us realizing what it was going to evolve into. And it's it's been a wild ride, but it's been fun. Yeah, I mean, I love that um, you two sort of uh, have both kind of uh, sides of the, the the framework of thinking of, you know, Leah, you're just like, all right, let's do this. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. And then Chris is like, pump the brakes on that one. Because <laughs> um, I think that's, I think that's like, um, uh, I don't know if it's, it's a common thing is the right word, but like, I think it's a good sort of, you get both sides mm-hmm. of the sort of spectrum, right? You get all right, we're going to, you know, check every single box. And then also you get the, okay, let's move, like, not slow, but let's be thoughtful about what we do. And I think, you know, yeah, exactly. Thoughtful and intentional. Um, And so that kind of leads into my next question of, you know, what is the thought process behind Human Inclusive? I know um, you mentioned that Chris sort of came up with the idea and then approached you, uh, Leah, um, January 2018. And so how did you, t- well, well, first, Chris, um, how did you come up with the idea for Human Inclusive? And then when you two started um, to chat more about uh, doing this, like what was the thought process on, on starting it? Yeah, I think I think that the an addition to the story that, that Leah had, uh, Leah was working on a podcast, like on a different project and it was geared around kind of one specific, um, niche audience. And so when we continued to talk, the conversation really grew to, Hey, can, are we able to reach a broader audience and talk about different issues, troubling, everyone across different perspectives and from different identities, not just from a, an executive or a business leader point of view. Um, and so I think that's kind of how the how everything, the conversation really started and how we began to brainstorm, well, what would this be? What would um, 
what would some of our episodes look like? And what started as we wanted to interview either people in our circles or people that we have met that have stories that are a lot different than traditional ones that you hear, especially uh, when you look in the technology space. That's kind of where we started. Um, and it's still slowly become to evolve to, to include a lot more than that. Yeah, like I'll add on to that, Christopher, like you, um, you know, you do bring up that point where like it's evolved into something so much more and like those stories of covering um, people who don't often get to tell their story or that other people don't hear. But one of the things that I think really solidified this idea for me with you was the fact that you and I were privy to so many conversations in the work that we did that other people, that other people like just never even were um, exposed to. And I, I felt like for me, my driver was that, um, I felt like I was doing a disservice to not allow people to hear these things. And like, how could people look away and say, this isn't a problem if they heard these true stories and that they heard some of the things that were going on. And I thought that was really cool that both of us were privy to different types of conversations and, um, the challenges that people faced or the triumph that people had or the successes or whatever. Um, but like out of that, then we got exposed to so many other people and like a lot of like really brilliant folks who are making a real difference. And I think that was another piece to it, which was um, when Christopher and I first connected, we were both feeling a little bit of the fatigue because it was so much of a, of a conversation around, like I said earlier, the, the, there was a challenge in the tech industry with um, lack of diversity, but there were never any talks about what was really happening and how were people really going to work towards making it a better space and um, creating an environment where people could show up as their whole selves. And so the opportunity to help highlight some of the stories of people actually doing that work, I think was the, the real connection point for me that and the opportunity to continue to learn because I really cared about doing something that made a difference, but you know, I still, there's still so much to learn in order to make that difference. So I think that like, yes, everything Christopher said, but like also that was the solidifying point for me and why I was like, yeah, I want to do this and I want to like keep doing it. Yeah. And, um, that actually leads perfectly into my next question, which is, you know, it's been just over a year since you two connected and, and, or well, connected specifically about this project, um, human inclusive and podcast. Um, and so what has been one of, if not the most sort of, uh, gratifying learning lesson that you've had? Um, and you know, maybe not, it's, it's like, uh, not like a, a lesson that you've learned, like through failure, but something that, that even could be something where it's like, oh yeah, like this is, this is the process or like, this is, you know, how something works or, or, what would what would be like one thing that that you sort of kind of made a complete mental note and and or mental note and uh, ingrained your brain with? I guess is what I'm asking. Hmm. Um. Chris, are you cool if I answer first? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, um, please. Okay. So we we have talked to a lot of different types of people throughout this process, and one of the examples that I've I've given um, in some of our talks is about when we first did our 
like when when we decided what our first podcast was going to be, it was actually not the first episode that we ever recorded or it wasn't the first like interview that we recorded, but it was with a group of um, three trans women of color. And we felt like, you know, like this was this was it. This was the the topic that we wanted to launch with. This was a great awareness piece. They were incredible and they do amazing work. And um, we just felt like it was a, a really great opportunity for us to to use this conversation to be the launch off point. And um, at the end of the call, one of the listener or one of the, the participants said that she was concerned about our intentions and she was concerned about like us being very conscious of our intentions in doing this work. And I think that has stuck with me through everything. So every interview that we have, I'm always really thoughtful about making sure that we're doing it for the right reasons. Meaning like she was afraid that we were using their stories to like gain fame or like gain success or gain something from their stories. And she was like, I think your intentions are in the right place, but I just want you to check yourself. And, and so I think about that and I hear her voice every single time I'm thinking about the next story and I'm thinking, are we doing this story justice? Are we doing this person justice? Are we helping this person? Are we making a difference? Like, is this an opportunity for someone to learn and make a change in their organization or their community or their family or their relationship? based on the things that they're learning from this person's experience and are we taking advantage of this person's experience or are we helping elevate this person um and so for me like I think knowing that like I had the good intentions for why I was participating in this with Christopher um I wanted to make sure that I really like my impact is actually the same as the intention that I'm going in with so I think that's the big learning lesson for me is just always thinking about it from that angle and the impact. I do. I, I I would say that when you, I guess when I go back to your original question around the the most kind of gratifying experience, um, there's really maybe two ways to to answer that. One, I think for someone else or for other people coming and saying that, hey you put out something that has really affected me and I really uh, was able to align with someone that was, that you had as a guest on one of your episode is incredible. Um, And second um, for just someone saying, especially people that I've worked with or continue to work with today saying that they've learned something um, about how they can interact with their peers and coworkers um, is also really cool. Um, and granted, you know, we don't have tens of thousands of subscribers yet. Yes, we do. But we have them all. It, <laughs> but it, it is it's it's neat just to to be able to to know that there's there are things, uh, conversations, privileges that I have and being able to, to share them is, is incredible. Um, and I think that from a personal side, there's so much that I've learned about um, starting, running uh, a business venture, uh, about the podcast space. There's it's so much information um, out there, and I still feel like I'm never going to know everything, and it's going to take forever and ever. But um, it's gratifying to to know that that I can still learn something new and and be able to to be creative and and have fun doing it. Yeah. Um, 
And and so um, I do want to uh, go back to uh, Aliyah's answer to that question because I want to I want to ask about like how does one navigate that right when when they get that piece of feedback um, and it's and it's very uh, I think it was it was put from from uh, how you described it I think it was very it was put in a very um, good way where a very appropriate way where it's like. You know, I, I get the sense that your intentions are not in the wrong place, but I just want you to be cognizant of that. Like, how how does one sort of take that and 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 run with it and and ensure that you know you are um, highlighting from um, a sort of pure perspective um, someone's story and not just you know quote unquote exploiting it right mm -hmm. and, and and ensuring that not only does this story and voice get told and heard but that it's in a in a in an appropriate way and it's in a it's a fair way where you know somebody who's listening to it will get that value and and, and get that impact from the act of, of that story being highlighted. Well, I, I think, you know, like with that being one of the biggest learning lessons that I've taken away from all of this, um, it's led to a lot of other learning lessons. And for Christopher and me, when, when that happened, we did debrief afterwards and I felt like, um, one, there was some like, some like real deep reflection that came from that. And, um, two, when we, when we are working on crafting a story, I remember when we did the story for um, Ahi, who's a woman um, who's really helping her community by like building, helping helping like small businesses in Southside Chicago get online and get in front of the right customers. And, and she, she has a really powerful story. And that was one of the ones that we did after we had recorded this episode. And I remember when we were, we were putting it together, we both kept asking like, are we doing her justice? And like, are we telling her story? Or are we taking advantage of it? Or um, like she gets emotional in one of in one of the parts of the story and didn't expect to. And she even said that it like as we were interviewing her and um, and Christopher and I went back and forth a couple of times, like, was it appropriate to share that or like like was that movement moment moment more private for us? Or, you know, like how do we make sure that we that we're really thoughtful in helping her get her story out there and like we do have the power to craft it however we want right like we could we can cut the words and make it a whatever story we want to and so like I think it's also us being really thoughtful about are we telling the true story and are we telling a full story and are we complementing it with our narratives over top of it so I think really it just drives conversation and drives questions for us every time that we develop something or we're like thinking about what we want to talk about or thinking about the questions we want to ask. Um, but I mean, accepting that feedback, Christopher and I talk about feedback a lot. And actually that's what this talk is about. That Christopher and I both built this talk together, even though Christopher won't be joining me at intermittent and I'm really sad about it. Um, but we worked on it together. And one of the things that I think this goes into is that we think feedback is a key piece to building an inclusive environment and it's not from like a giving feedback perspective of like calling people out but it's from like a calling people in and being aware of your impact on other people and being able to change your behavior based on feedback that was given to you and so I mean I think that's a really long answer to your question but um, I, I mean like in all I think it's just made me really reflect every time I'm working on something that is pulling from someone else's story to think Am I capitalizing on this or is this is this going to have the impact that we really intended for it to have? I don't know if Christopher, you want to add anything to that? 
It's okay if you don't. I kind of, I, that was a very long-winded answer. No, I'm still thinking about the question. I, I would say that it's a process. We, I don't think that it's possible to deliver a like entirely, uh, as you said, Leanne, pure story. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I think that there's going to be subjectivity in everything. Um, sure. And I think that in some stories we you're you do want the listener to to hear things in in a certain way um but i do think that it's important to ask for help and i think that's something that leah and i continue to do um you know reach uh on our networks uh and say hey what do you feel about you know these things so that we can can make sure that it's not just our thoughts and us kind of getting out the the story um, from our perspective so so that we have other people weighing in, I guess. Yeah, we have a listening circle, but like we ha- have like a smaller listening circle now. Um, so that's what Christopher's referring to is like we've we've gotten people to give us feedback before we release something, which has been really helpful. We've made changes based on that, which is incredible. Right. And, and before we have, uh, talks or webinars, you know, we, we definitely are, uh, soliciting feedback from, from folks and coaches to, to help us get better. Um, you know, we are, we're new at a lot of things. We have a not a lot of knowledge uh, around certain areas, but we also have to recognize, uh, where we still need to grow. And, and I think that that's part of the, the great learning process of, being on air and, and trying to, to, to tell stories and, and share podcasts. Yeah. I think, um, it's really important to highlight that cause it's like, um, one of the goals of your podcast, um, and, and one of the, you know, values behind it is to, um, highlight those stories and highlight those voices that are connected to the stories. And I think one thing that's, just as important um, in the actual highlighting of it is, you know, the making sure that, you know, you're trying to help people uh, get a seat at the table. And and it only makes sense to have them sort of part of the process of how the stories get told. Um, Because I think even with with their sort of creative direction in how, um, how their story is portrayed, how other st- people's stories are portrayed, um, then I think that's even just as important to to sort of get their insight and input into um, into the process. Uh, and so, kind of moving on from that point, like what is um, maybe one topic that uh, you two haven't highlighted yet that you're excited? either excited to and already have it planned or want to find someone who has a specific story that can add to a topic that you want to discuss on your show. Everything, all of the things (laughs) like let's, let's talk about everything really. We, we do have like so many things that we want to talk about, but we like don't have like the time to talk about all the things that we want or like we want to get it all out now. Well, I yet, yet. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, I don't know, Chris, I'm really happy about, I, I don't know if, if you're as excited. I'm super excited about the, um, the one we're getting ready to record at the end of May. Um, can we talk about that? Yeah, sure. Are you cool with that? So, um, we are, we got introduced to a woman who built a adult daycare for people with autism. 
um, called Garden Inc. And from that, she built a um, a coffee shop and a coffee truck. And she hires people with neurodiversities. And it doesn't have to be specifically autism, but uh, she has a, a large population of people with autism that work in, in these coffee shops. And in that, like, she has a regular customer that was an executive or is an executive at DSW Shoe Store. And he started noticing that people that work there had uh, were all like different levels of neurodiversity. And he decided he wanted to do that at, at DSW as well. And that turned into them um, creating an apprenticeship program that feeds into DSW Shoe Stores. And if this goes successfully well in uh, the Denver area, then they'll roll it out state or nationwide. Um, and I think, you know, in getting to talk with this woman who created this program, I don't think there's enough conversations around that um, and that that piece of diversity. I think a lot of times diversity is focused on gender and then sometimes extends to race, but um, race and ethnicity. But we don't get into some of the other um, aspects or characteristics of of um, different identities. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And so. I'm really excited about this story and we're actually doing video so that we can include two of the nonverbal people who got hired. Um, it would be challenging to include that in just an audio broadcast. So we're doing video along with this one so that we can include them. Um, and I just like, I'm incredibly excited. And each time Christopher and I've talked about it, we've like geeked out about it. Um, because it's, it's just a, a different angle that we get to explore. Yeah, and, and it's going to stretch ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. we've never been in an environment where we're recording a live session with so many different people. So there are all of those uh, exciting details to, to <laughs> learn and, and hurdles to, to overcome. So, you know, the, the subject matter is, is awesome, uh, but, you know, still us being able to, to learn the subject matter and then, you know, learn the to the finesse, I guess, of, of podcasting is, is also exciting. Yeah. And, and Christopher and I, like, I would say we both have had not as much experience in this part of uh, the diversity conversation. So we also get to learn through this, which is the coolest aspect of it all. Absolutely. Every conversation we have, we, we learn a ton. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, uh, potentially the word that, uh, would help describe um, this this part of the diversity conversation is uh, is ableness, you know, um, and and essentially uh, people who uh, I mean like even just ableness from a standpoint of you know like at, at somebody's workplace it could be a simple thing as something that you know if, if one of the workers um, isn't able to walk upstairs do you have an alternative option on how to get to work, right, um, and, and even extends to, to larger corporate um, companies that you know would would need some other form of maybe uh, yeah maybe some other form of transportation um, you know because everybody can can come into work um, and so in in that I think uh, is an important sort of uh, other thing to highlight which is. Um, learning about all of this because I think you know from a fellow podcaster's perspective um, there is a lot to learn from highlighting other people's stories uh, not only directly from them but but the feedback there afterwards as well um, and so what's maybe another 
um, learning lesson because I think that was uh, I think that would have been a perfect story and a perfect example to my earlier question. Um, but I think also um, you know maybe that gets you thinking about about something else and in terms of as you're you're learning more about um, these different uh, sorts of people who um, uh, have sort of parts of their identity that that aren't um, as well addressed as as other parts um, and I don't know if that's the right way to word that but um, maybe you have any uh, ideas as to what else um, is a, a cool thing that you've been sort of learning across this entire process there are times in conversations when I'm nervous or when I'm getting to meet people that I can talk a lot and, you know, I can potentially be overbearing at times. There are other other times that I'm definitely very reserved. Uh, and I think not only through interviewing for like recruiting and in my professional life, but I think I've learned to be a better listener throughout this, this process and, you know, really taking the time to listen to what <clears throat> other people's needs are or maybe what they're trying to say, but uh, either they're not articulating or I might not be understanding. So asking better questions uh, is also something that, that I'm learning how to do. And I think Lee and I are learning how to do that together. Um, like really framing the the conversation so that we can when really get to the the root cause of the the subject matter that we're trying to convey during a, a particular episode or conversation yeah i would think that i would say that that was really hard for us in the beginning um we knew what we wanted to accomplish but like getting to that point took us a little bit longer than now and through a lot of the feedback that we've gotten from our community and what worked in our podcast and what, what maybe like left them with question marks or um, curiosities or like not fully fulfilled, I guess, in some of the, the conversations that we had, like they wanted more, um, help, has helped us better frame those conversations and do a lot more listening and, and engagement with it too. Um, but yeah, I would agree with you, Christopher, on that one. I, I think that's been an, a really interesting learning lesson for both of us. Yeah. So to to sort of move the the topic, um, so speaking about intermittent um, and and the talk being about feedback, what's maybe um, something that you've been excited about in in terms of the process of um, preparing for uh, the talk at intermittent? Um, is there anything that you want to kind of uh, a snippet that you want to give the listeners that uh, they should look out for when they're at the conference or maybe some sort of teaser? Well, it's going to be fun and interactive. Um, yep. Uh, Christopher and I don't believe in just talking at people. We're, we frame things so that it's engaging and active and all of that. But also um, one of the things that like Christopher and I both have like really pushed is that part of this process of, of creating a space for belonging and inclusion is about self-awareness and like your individual role that you play. So um, feedback is a piece of, of a series that we, we put together um, and they all are about the role that you play in, in something, in a situation, a scenario, what a relationship, whatever. And so feedback 
typically is taught from a standpoint of like, how do you give feedback? And we teach it, we teach that too, but we teach it uh, with a more of a heavy focus on how do you receive it and then change your behavior because of it. Um, and that's like an important aspect of feedback that a lot of times I think goes un, untaught or unfocused on. Um, but the more that we can focus on the role that we're playing in all of this work, uh, the better we actually move the needle. Right. And receiving feedback and asking for feedback so that you can continually be open to understanding how you can contribute better to uh, a better workforce, a more inclusive environment, the the whole nine yards. As a leader, you know, making sure that you're requesting for and asking feedback on a continual level so that the the folks that you support are you're able to build a, a better relationship and trust with them. Um, as peers, it's the same thing, really being able to, as we have more trust and we're able to uncover more about the identities that we have, the the more inclusive and understanding we can be when relating to other people. Well, and I would say too, it's like, it's hard to get that feedback. Like, I think that's the part that has been fun about digging into it is that it's hard to hear that you've done something that's impacted someone negatively when you had good intentions or maybe you weren't thinking about your intentions you you just were operating in your every day and so that feedback is challenging but that that's why it's even more important to be really reflective and be able to receive it and uh thoughtful about then what do you do with that feedback and and as a leader Um, not just saying, yeah, bring me feedback, bring me feedback, but like actually meaning bring me feedback of all kinds and let's, let's move forward together and let's do stuff that's going to impact this organization or this community or this, uh, this interpersonal relationship so that we're all, um, operating at our best. And, And so, yeah, I would just add that piece to that. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, that's a, a really important thing to, talk about and and learn about because you know you can't necessarily if somebody has a certain set of intentions with their actions and it's taken the wrong way um a lot of times um it's better off to it's not only better off to solicit that feedback but it's it's like you're you're not giving them a chance to learn and to grow um if you don't give them feedback you know because it's it's like Yes, if I if I do something and I and I do someone a disservice or you know I speak out of line, you know a lot of times I'm just completely ignorant to that, um, and I and I just need someone to essentially just like say, hey, you know, when you did this certain thing or you said this certain thing, I just did not feel comfortable with it, and uh, I, I I would hope that your intentions weren't to make me feel comfortable uncomfortable with it. Um, and then just have that either as the start of the conversation or, you know, have that be really the catalyst to helping somebody change for the better. Well, and I don't think like intention is good enough anymore. Like we can say we have good intention all we want, but if we're impacting people negatively, then that's more important than what your intention was. Like that, it just, I think we, we think a lot of times, well, that person had good intentions, give them a benefit of the doubt, but you impacted someone negatively or you you um, blocked them, or you created a barrier, or you made them feel uncomfortable, or um, whatever. Even if you didn't intend to do that, there was no malice there with your action. Like you didn't intend to be malicious or anything like that. But 
you still have that impact. And so if we're not able to reflect on the impact that we have, and we're not able to hear that we had a different impact than our intent, then we don't make any changes and we continue to be in the problem that we're in today. Yeah. And I think that's a good um, point to highlight there because it's, it's not just, um, it's not just the intention. You're, you're completely right. Um, and so to sort of, um, to sort of wrap things up here, what, uh, what can people, um, other than the, than the talk expect at intermittent, um, to, uh, follow up with, uh, what, what Leah, you'll be discussing, um, what's maybe one thing that people should look forward to in terms of, um, just, I guess the, the whole human inclusive experience and not just the podcast, not just the talk. Um, what, what would, what would you say? <laughs> oh, that's a hard question. Y'all are cutting out for me. Um, Leanne. Are, oh. I mean, I, I think it's, it's the opportunity to really like look within yourself to see how you have the opportunity to make a difference that we look to these people of high power or, um, loud voices or whatever to make a difference. But in actuality, we all have the opportunity to make a difference. Um, we all have the opportunity to change our own behavior to make a better space for someone else or to include someone else or create belonging for someone else. Um, and so I, I think like intermittent human inclusives talks and webinars and um, podcasts itself, like they all encompass that concept and um I would, I guess, I, I guess that would be my thing that I would say, like looking forward to intermittent and the engagement that we get to have is, is the opportunity for all of us to do self work, to create space for other people. I'm really excited about intermittent because, uh, everything I've heard about it, I know people that spoke at it last year, the lineups have been amazing and the, the people that Heidi and the intermittent team have pulled together are so inspiring. And I just feel like it's an opportunity to hear from other very smart, intelligent people that are looking at solving a lot of different problems and creating space for a lot of different people. And, and so it's just like another opportunity to learn and like do some like deep self-reflection. So one, I'm honored to be sharing a stage with the people that are on the lineup. Um, but two, I'm, I'm really excited to hear some of the talks that are being planned and um, some of the topics that they're focusing on this year. I think the I think the topics have been so well curated that I'm just, I'm really excited to hear all of those, those different perspectives. And, um, and the fact that like, it's been, it's been really invested in to make sure that the lineup is also diverse. And I think that's really incredible. And uh, I wish more conference organizers did that. So I'm excited to see that and hear from all the, all the people who will be speaking. I'm excited for the intermittent community to get a taste of human inclusive. <laughs> it's going to, I think it'll be awesome. Um, I'm, I'm excited for Leah to, to help make connections for us. I'm excited for potential listeners who might want to give us feedback on how we're doing or, or what they would like to see um, or listen to. Um, and Yeah. I, I think those are the biggest things that I'm probably excited for. Uh, to wrap it up here, before I ask my last question, what uh, or where can um, our fine listeners find uh, more info on Human Inclusive, um, your social media, 
any place that you want to sort of uh, pull them? Um, what do you want to plug, essentially? Well, they can find us at humaninclusive.com. And we are both on LinkedIn and active on LinkedIn. Both uh, We have a company page and then individually. Um, so that's Leah James, LAA, and Christopher Guest. Um, and then we are also on Instagram. We are not as active, but we are there. Um, and it's just at Human Inclusive. And then we also have Twitter, also not super active on Twitter, more active on Instagram, and most active on LinkedIn. But you can find us on all of those places. And then our podcast can be streamed, download on any of your podcast platforms. So anywhere where you listen to them, you can find us. Yeah, and I'll also put the links in the show notes. Um, So last question here to wrap us up. Uh, I asked this to all my guests. Um, What, both individually, but also um, with Human Inclusive, what is the impact that you want to have on the world? I I really personally um, care about people being aware of the space that they take up and like that how that impacts other people and I think that so often we get so in our zone or like very narrow-sighted on just like accomplishing that next thing or uh, making that next promotion or um, you know like your internal family whatever intermediate family and we forget about the bigger picture and that like in order for our community to be successful and healthy and um, productive and and wonderful, we have to think about how we show up every day and how we include people and how we listen to people and how we receive them and show them kindness and generosity. And so for me, like, one, I want to show that, but like, I also want to help other people think about that and create that space. So I don't know how I'll accomplish it all, but like that, you, that's the impact that I want to have is just create like a more kind and welcoming space for people to show up. That's a good question. Uh, I think for when we look at impact, um, I think that I, it would, ch- it changes from day to day or week to week, but, but currently I think from, from a human inclusive perspective, I would love for folks to to listen or when they come across human inclusive just to stop and and think for for a second like huh I never thought about something that way or huh it was great to have that perspective or huh maybe I don't agree with that and this is why um to to really just spark conversation not just with themselves but but hopefully with the other person who's listening or the group of people who are all listening together to really have us spark face-to-face conversation. Um, from a personal perspective, I think it is really more of the same is for us to, for me, I would love for people to always see that I was curious, um, and, and ever changing or, or evolving, um, that, you know, I'm not super comfortable. I, although I do like routine and, um, having things be, not move too quickly. Um, I do want to continuously learn and continuously challenge myself. Um, and, and that's what I would love to, to have that impact, I guess, uh, on people around me. Awesome. Um, and with that, uh, thank you to so much for, for coming on the show. Thank you for having thank us. You. All right, everyone. That was 
Christopher Guest and Leah James of Human Inclusive. Catch Leah at Intermittent this upcoming June 4th. And more about Intermittent. If you're listening to the show, odds are you'll love the lineup at Intermittent. Speakers include local, renowned experts like Duo Security's Doug Song, Backstage Capital's Monica Wheat, Build Institute's April Boyle, and so many more. Tickets cost $100 and can be purchased through the link in the show notes or on intermittent.org. That's I-N-T-E-R-M-I-T-T-E-N dot O-R-G. Use the discount code PODCAST for $10 off your ticket during checkout. See you there.